baby back though, baby fall off. Sipping codeine, cause I gotta kill a cow. Let me sit sideways in the big bins. Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. listening to Brandon Drum. It's all good, OU fans. Colin Kennedy. Oklahoma has the guys once Saturday arrives. And Parker Thune. This looks like the year where it's all going to come together for the Sooners. This is the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast. I'm here with none other than five-star, number three player in the country, Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy, who committed to Oklahoma on Tuesday. Myself and Brian Bishop, our publisher at OUinsider.com, was there. Uh, But we wanted to leave Gabe alone and let him do his thing with his friends and family uh, because that was more important than the interview process. So Gabe and I set up a time now to do it, and we wanted you all to be a part of this. So you guys get to see this interview now, but Gabe, it's been two days since you committed to the University of Oklahoma. It seems like you were almost in a weird way meant to do that and just how you grew up and everything. But, and you kind of said that to me after you did it, it said, felt like it was a long time coming, but for you, what's your feeling like now after you've gotten to sit down decompress and kind of really think about everything that's happened? No, I feel pretty good. Um, I, I got to get a lot of stress off my shoulders, though, just having to choose because, you know, I mean, having to choose between Texas A&M and Oklahoma, just yeah. a lot of nights just laid up, just thinking, like, who am I about to go to? And I just, at the end of it, I just thought Oklahoma was the place for me, so... The, yes, you you said this was your decision. Obviously, it was a family decision at the end, but yeah. they were 100% behind you all the way. And I know that for a fact, knowing your family as well as <laughs> I do. Um, but when you told your parents, I mean, I and I haven't asked your dad this yet at all. Well, I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. But I want to hear it from you. What was your reaction or what was his reaction <laughs> when you said, Dad, I think I want to be a Sooner? Oh, I actually don't know his reaction that well because the crazy thing is that I made I told you I made a decision like five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so like he asked me, um it was either Sunday night or Saturday night. That's like the first time I told him where I was going. And so like it was on a phone because he he was uh, preaching in a different place. And so yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure after the phone call, you know, my mom probably celebrated. But, you know, I'm pretty chill about everything. So I usually oh, yeah. don't get excited about much. And so <laughs> he, he's, I'm, he's always been happy just knowing yeah. that Oklahoma had a chance. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I, now I want people to know this. So the first time I ever met and Gabe can vouch for this, met his family. We are standing outside of the weight facility and you hear this music blaring and I'm pretty sure it was puddle of mud. I'm not sure on his Harley. And you're like, yeah, here I can hear my dad blaring his music. On his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. But they pull up and I kid you not. OU fans, his dad has got OU head to toe on and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your mom pulls in behind with an OU tag on the front of the truck uh, yeah. I, I turned. Remember what I what I tell you when I turned. I said I turned to you right when I said, it, and they weren't even out there yet. And I said, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they make it. They show it loud and proud. It's all over the house. You didn't see it at the house. I saw some of it put up. Yeah, yeah, put yeah, it was put up. Yeah. But there was a lot more. Trust me. Before everybody got there, they took some of the stuff down. So. <laughs> yeah, you just saw a glimpse of a little bit of what we have. Um. So honestly. <clears throat> when you when you had to tell Texas A&M, uh, Coach Fisher, your dad said it was really hard because of relationships that you guys built there. Can you yeah. kind of expound on that and kind of talk about how that relationship was with uh, the Texas A&M staff, with Coach Price and all those guys? Yeah. Uh, two people, I, I mean, three people I usually uh, – I got close with was Tyler Dean, uh, of course, Coach Robertson and Coach Price and – I mean, the relationships we built, uh, it was kind of like family. Just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was really, it was a really hard decision because it's the way they treated me. They treated me not just like a recruit, but just yeah. as a friend, uh, in which I really greatly appreciate it. Which, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't think any less of Texas A&M. I mean, I have no disrespect for them at all. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll continue to respect them. I mean, as I go through uh, through college and all of you know, and all of, hope I can keep those relationships just going through the rest of the, you know, the rest of this process. And so, I mean, I don't take them for granted whatsoever. And I, I mean, I'm sad that it had to come to that down to one, but I just chose what what was right for me. Right. And you, you, you say you're, you have no hard feelings. You want to keep those relationships. Obviously yeah. the move to the sec, you guys are <laughs> playing each other. Yeah. Is that one of those deals where you, you cheer for them whenever you're there, you're not playing up against them type of deal. Yes. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I will. <clears throat> I, I, another thing to talk about is, and we haven't touched on yet was I haven't heard your perspective i've heard your dad's perspective from you on that ou visit to uh on your official visit um but i haven't heard it come from you what was it like for you when you got there to go through those two or three days you know going to church hanging out at coach riley's house doing all those things and being around the program and did you find anybody on the team that you kind of felt like okay i click with these guys yeah, uh, I found I found some people. Um, uh, one of the tight end recruits, um, I think his name's Jason. I can't. <laughs> I'm bad with names. Jason Llewellyn. Jason Llewellyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he's uh i i talked to him i got to know him a lot and yeah we're planning on being roommates uh going into going into this uh we're both graduating early so we're uh, planning to be roommates. i got to know him pretty good and um just the experience was just amazing uh, uh, just how the the Sooners and all the fan base loved them so many, loved the players so much. And it was a full crowd just for Western Kentucky. It was Western Kentucky or something. Western Carolina, and, yeah, yeah. Western Carolina, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, just the game that that small, I mean, playing against somebody like that and everybody was there. It was just crazy, the support they had. And the – Obviously, you go to church. You're you're really faith driven. Did you meet any of the players that like a the ones that I know of, like an Ethan Downs or Reggie Grimes? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think here off the top of my head, like a Caleb Kelly, those type of guys. Did they meet you? Let you meet some yeah. of those guys that are very much. I, I, I went out that night. Uh, I went out with Reggie to go. We went eight, uh, and talked for a little bit and. He just told me I didn't know he was his uh, dad was a preacher of the a preacher in the uh, Church of Christ up, up in Tennessee, and so we got to we got we connected with that. He just talked about uh, different faith, you know, the, our faith and stuff like that, and he's telling me about um, just how the school is and how they're going to take care of us. That's very cool. Um, and and on the faith part of it for you because that that part of it is probably more important than anything else when it comes to decision for you. And you've made that known from day one when talking about the decision that you're going to make and what college you're going to go to. How much, and can you kind of talk about what part of the faith, your faith and where you decided and how you kind of felt like maybe God was leading you one way or the other? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just, I mean, being, being able to go there and, I mean, I feel like I could grow stronger and kind of have a faith-based environment there. And I feel like I could go there. I mean, I know they already have faith just trying to get in there, but I know I feel like I could go there and be an example to people that really don't want to like hook on to what they're trying to tell them. And like just a person leading by example, I mean, that could also help somebody. I mean, not just being in their ear and telling them about like, yeah, you need to be with God or something stuff like that. So being you know, like a person that they can see to lead by example, just right. that's their age and like peers. I mean, we don't really think about it, but like uh, younger peers, seeing some, one of your peers do something, it, uh, it's all, it's peer pressure. It's not like a, there's different types of peer pressure. It's not a peer pressure trying to do something, make somebody do something bad, but like the peer pressure to want to do good, actually, like see somebody else doing good. So you're pressured into doing good. So I felt like I could help with that and seeing that some of my, me, most of my friends are around the area that I can also continue, continue to connect with. And that's why I played a big part too. And finally, your relationship with Coach Thibodeau, Coach Riley, uh, Coach Grinch. Can you talk about that and just kind of how that worked into your decision? Yeah. Um, I'll get into this part later, but I mean, Coach Tib, Coach Tib has always treated me great. Um, he's talked to me every every day since um, year and a half, two years ago, and as soon as they did whatever they could, and so um, I mean, that definitely just impacted me. 
as well. And what what really kind of set it off for us was um, just how Lincoln Lincoln talked to us. Um, Lincoln Lincoln Coach Lincoln Coach Riley uh, talked to us every week. I mean, I haven't had any other coach like that. I mean, I've been recruited by almost every powerhouse school in the uh, in the nation, but. Lincoln, he, Coach Riley was the only one that just talked to me like every single week, just seeing how I, I was doing anything. You don't got to have no big paragraphs or anything. He just checks in and see, sees how I'm doing. I ask him how he's doing and just like that, that, that built up and that relationship built over a year, a year and a half. And that's what I really appreciated because I haven't seen any other head coach put that much time into trying to talk to me. Well, before we go real quick, look, there was a big game this past Saturday. <laughs> OU, Texas. Uh, how was the how was the Dindy household in that during that game? It was a tight game. It was, it started off rough. Yeah, I can't lie. It did start off rough. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous, but you know, Oklahoma likes to kick it in a little a little when you're a little scared. But that's why <laughs> that's just fine. So uh Defense kicked it in second in the second half and got the job done and it was a win. A win's a win. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's a great win because Texas and it doesn't matter how good both teams are, they're always going to play each other good. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the record is. So, you you grew up you grew up disliking Texas, didn't you? Always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Texas? I mean, does, who likes Texas? I don't know. Besides Texas, because I mean, A&M like hates Texas, and Oklahoma State hates Texas. <laughs> Anybody that, who plays Texas hates Texas. <laughs> did that, did that, is that like one of the reasons why you kind of well, obviously outside of you know the family aspect with A&M, but was, did that? I know it's probably probably didn't, but. The fact that A&M and Oklahoma disliked Texas, did that help A&M kind of with the recruitment, the fact that they had the same feeling for Texas as you had growing up in OU household? Yeah, probably so. I mean, I I think it is, yeah. (laughs) You won't find me ever talking to Texas. Uh, I think what Texas saw when they went to Oklahoma started recruiting me and saw that my parents went to Oklahoma, they was like, yeah, we have no chance. So they didn't even talk to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining because I wasn't going to give them the time of day. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No disrespect. <laughs> hey, you're honest. You're honest. You're honest. Um, finally, do you, are you, do you all plan to come up to another game before the season's over? Uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, we usually if, when we get the chance, we'll try. We'll try. So I might, yeah. I might come to one game uh, before the season's over. I, I definitely want to. Yep. All right, man. Well, this is 2022 five star number three overall player in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings, Gabriel Brownlow Dindley. What did the first? Is the first defensive tackle, five star defensive tackle, commit to Oklahoma since I think it's either Jamarcus McFarland and or Gerald McCoy, but it's been close to a decade. So uh, outside of Caleb Kelly, uh, well, I, I take that back. Jalen Redmond was a five-star on 247. Not a lot of people know that on 2018, but they're, yeah. they're, they're few and far between, and you are you are a rare you are a rare breed at the University of Oklahoma right now. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us, Gabe. Thank you for coming on here, and, uh, and you have a blessed night. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Thank you. No problem.